Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real-life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Buxton, and today we're going to speak about a topic which affects everybody at some point, and it is stress at work. I deal with issues concerning um, stressed employees on nearly a daily basis. Um, Stress is a word which has a wide interpretation and people use it in different ways. So somebody could be having a stressful day or somebody could be clinically um, diagnosed as having um, stress related issues. So I think it's important to um, define stress and stress is an adverse reaction to pressure or demands. And usually in the workplace, you can tell when people are stressed um, because they may say I'm I'm stressed. So they use the words. Um, But also there may be people who are not as expressive about how they are feeling. But as an employer or manager, you might know they are stressed um, because there's behavioural changes. So, for example, they may be having mood swings. They may have a loss of motivation. Their attitude may have changed and they may become argumentative. Um, You may find yourself having to deal with numerous complaints from an individual. It's also sometimes um, stress can be uh, affect their actual behaviour. So, for example, uh, not attending work. So they have a high attendance rate or uh, their punctuality um, isn't very good. And you find that an individual's been late. Now, you do have a legal obligation to protect the team from stress. And you do this by um, undertaking a health and safety risk assessment and acting upon that risk assessment. Um, So there is no point undertaking the risk assessment um, and filing the paperwork away and never doing anything about it. It's so important that you act when you know that somebody is stressed or you should if you if you know that somebody's behavior has changed and it may be stress related and that is because if it's not resolved resolved it can lead to mental or physical issues and if those mental or physical issues um, fall within the definition of a disability they will have protection under the discrimination legislation So how do we deal with stress in the workplace? I've already said it's so important to have a risk assessment in place, but you do need to act upon that risk assessment. And it may be that you identify um, that certain individuals or certain team players are overworked. So you need to be able to manage and monitor their workloads. If you find that somebody is um, doing lots of overtime and working excessive hours, you may need to act upon that um, by reducing their hours or maybe even offering flexible working. 
Also, it's important to create a culture, um, a very open environment where stress um, is a word which should not be, um, no individual should be ashamed of, um, so that we can talk about the stresses in the workplace. You could do this in a team meeting um, or you can do this in individual team meetings um, where on a one to one basis you discuss how people are feeling in the workplace and their welfare. The key here is that if somebody tells you or expresses that they are having issues in the workplace, that you act upon it. Um, so it's really important to try and get to the bottom of what's causing the stress and trying to resolve those issues. It may be that the individual doesn't know why they are feeling that way. And it may be that you have to look at occupational health. So occupational health can look at whether they are um, uh, what's causing the stress and whether there's any adjustments that you as the employer need to put in place. When um, you um, look at other ways in which you can help the team members who may be um, enduring stress, you may wish to look at your flexible working policy. It's found that if you are flexible with your working hours um, or providing um, a change of hours or a change of days, this can really help a team member. So for example, um, you may have a member of the team who gets incredibly stressed um, because they um, overrun and left at work um, when they need to leave to go and pick up children from school. And that may be causing a great deal of stress upon that individual. So to offer them some flexible working to um, maybe change their working hours to help them um, will relieve the stress. But also it's more likely that that team member will remain in the team with you in practice rather than looking for another job elsewhere and leaving um, because of the stress that it's causing them with their working hours. I think too many of um, us as, a, as employers um, set the working hours and never revisit them over the um, over the working um, re relationship. Um, and actually, working hours can cause a great deal of stress to an individual. I also appreciate the commercial considerations that it's not always possible um, to change an individual's working hours. But if you explain this to um, the staff member and explain that you've looked at this and understand what they're going through, then that can also help. Another approach to mental well-being and helping the team with stress is to have um, team training or especially um, mental health first aid training uh, for those in a position of responsibility. Um, I've often found um, that within the practice, uh, the practice manager um, will have had the um, mental health first aid training course, which is great because they deal with a lot of HR issues. Um, but the more people you, that have this training, and especially the employers should have this training, the better because they understand and know how to deal um, with mental um well-being issues and stress in the workplace and if you can show an employment tribunal um, that you've had mental well-being um, and mental health first aid training it really helps if you do have any claims in respect of discrimination in the workplace where um, mental health may be involved. 
Now, what you also need to do is have a very open culture with regards to stress. So whether it's at the team meeting or on a one to one basis, um, you do need to ensure um, that you are having discussions with the individual and acting upon it. Um, I've already said that um, you need to be having these meetings, but the key here is acting upon it and how you do that. So if an individual comes to you and says, I'm feeling stressed, you are able to have a very open conversation with them and ask them what the stress is and how you can help. It may be that they are feeling bullied in the workplace. And that being the case, if you can act upon it by trying to resolve the bullying in the workplace, it may be their working hours, and we've already spoken about flexible working. It may be their workloads, and then you can look at, at changing their workloads. Or it may be something more personal, but they are never going to tell you if you don't start having open conversations and making this part of um, being part of your team. These, um, with in respect of um, implementing policies um, to reduce stress, um, there are lots of other policies that you may wish to have. So not only would you have a written stress um, at work policy, um, but together with this, you would have a um, anti-harassment and bullying policy so that if somebody says to you the stress is caused by um, uh, bullying, you know how to act, but also a written flexible working policy. The point of having written policies in place is not only does it start a conversation at the team meeting, because you can say at the team meeting, let's go through these policies, but also the team know where to go if they feel uncomfortable speaking to an individual to find out information about anti-harassment and bullying or about flexible working. There's something that they can go to to have a look and find out what um, what to do about it or what what the uh, procedure is in place. Also to have these policies is attractive to the rest of the team because they know that you're looking after their well-being. They know that they've joined a well-organised um, um, practice, a well-organised team uh, where these type of things um, are at the forefront of the manager or employer's mind. Other things you can do in respect of reducing stress at work is to provide support services. And it's not something where you have to uh, pay for these support services, but it's just knowing where to go for these support services. So, for example, as part of your policy, it may be that you can direct them to occupational health, um, counselling services, or give them the opportunity to undertake the mental health first aid training. Collectively, if we put all these in place, we can help reduce stress in the workplace. Stress in the workplace causes so many issues and quite often managers and employers do not know how to act. It is so important that if a team member does say that they are suffering from stress or, like I said at the outset, they show that they are have symptoms or are um, 
acting adversely to the workplace, that it all starts with a good conversation to try and get to the bottom of why um, they are feeling this way. Hopefully, if you have a very open and positive culture, it won't be difficult for the individual to come to you as a manager or employer and explain why they are feeling stress. Stress should not be a dirty word. It should be something that is spoken about very openly in the workplace, because not only will we well, not only will you as a manager um, be able to help with the stress in the workplace, but you will find that you have a reduction in absence. And also um, you will find that you will be able to retain your team members for a longer period of time. Stress is very difficult for anybody to deal with. So do not think that you have to deal with it alone. There are lots of support. There's lots of people offering support out there to help you with dealing with stress in the workplace to support mental well-being.